Hello and welcome back for episode 10 of Mysteries and Beliefs podcast with John Carter. On today's show, Lisa and I will talk alien abductions. And on to the show. You say alien abductions. Alien abductions. So what made me think of doing a show on alien abductions was because of 4th of July last year when we saw that UFO. Oh, yeah. And I like to say happy 4th of July to everybody. Our Independence Day or the Independence Day of United States of America. But again, a year ago today, we did see allegedly or would you say allegedly? How would you call it? Well, no, we saw it. We just don't know. Yeah, it's unidentified. It's unidentified. Exactly. It's an unidentified flying object that we saw last year on 4th of July while we were watching fireworks near Dulles Airport. And we kind of think it was something real because at Dulles, you can't, of course, you can't do fireworks at an airport and you can't fly drones around the airport. So we were, would you say the thing looked like it was only a a couple of miles away from Dulles Airport, right? Yeah, if that. Yeah. So so that's what made me think about doing something with alien alien abductions and the first case i'm going to start off with is the og the first documented case of alien abductions betty and barney hill from new hampshire united states they're my best friends you know what every time i i hear (laughs) betty and barney i always think of the flintstones Flintstones, always think of the flintstones Mm -hmm. when they say um betty and barney but no these are betty and barney Hill of New Hampshire. They were a biracial couple in the 60s. Which, by the way, is here nor there. It's just for reference purposes in case you Google it, right? Well, of course. I mean, you know how the 60s was. 60s. 60s the yeah. 60s was, mm-hmm. you know, as far as race relations. Sure. In the 60s. So. Sure. It's, um, a, it's good to reference that. Yeah, and that's, good those are common that. names, though, seriously. Betty and Barney Hill? Or just Betty and Barney? Yeah, I mean, back in the day, right? Yeah, I guess Betty so. is definitely a... I don't know anybody named Barney now. We only... I think we've only maybe known one. Somebody named Barney? We knew a Barney. Okay, I Bally's. don't know. Okay. Those... No, I still can't pull it. I don't... I don't know. Okay. Betty and Barney Hill, they were driving back from vacation from Niagara Falls, Canada, in September 19th, 1961. It was about 10.30 at night, and they got to Indian Head, Montreal, Canada, when they heard these strange clicking and beeping noises in the air. They thought it was like an aircraft or airplane. Well, at first, they just looked through the back window, and this thing was following them. So they drove off down down the road, and they got to the point where they stopped, and Barney wanted to get out to see what this craft was. So they got a pair of binoculars to see this thing um, they said, I think he said it was about 100 yards or so away from him, and it landed. Are you that curious? Am I that curious? No. But, no. Uh-uh. I mean, but it was following him. Got it. So it would have probably followed them home anyway. But are you that curious? No, not that okay. curious. I wouldn't have gotten out of my car. I would have kept driving. The safety of my car. For sure. Just checking. I would have tried to ignore it. 
I just need to see, you know. When it landed, that would be my cue to get my ass back in the car to get out of there. Certainly. But they watched this thing land, open the door, and these creatures came out. They described them as they were grays. All everybody out there that watched alien movies, watch alien documentaries, they've heard of the grays. They were grays that got out of this craft. Betty stated that she saw about 11 of these things. Of course, they took them on a ship. They did their examination on them. Then they let them out and they went home. There were two, well, actually, there was a book that was written called The Interrupted Journey about the experiences that they had. There was also a biopic on television about this incident that they had. The biopic was called the ufo incident crazy about it is? james earl jones played barney hill i don't remember that yes do you? it was back in 1975 when the movie came out remember this incident happened in 1961 okay so james earl jones so i would have been like what four in 1975 yeah. yeah you'd have been about four years old see you're telling your age i am don't um, tell anybody but james earl jones Psych. played <laughs> James Earl Jones played um, Barney Hill. Estelle Parson played Betty. Okay. And she's well known for playing Roseanne's mother on the Roseanne show. So. Okay. I watched this movie back in the day doing biopics. They weren't very good at it at all. It it was terrible. And I can't believe James Earl Jones played that part. It was probably the beginning of his career, right? No, I mean, like, in 75. Not in his peak. No. He wasn't in his peak. Yeah, he was. He played he, in a lot of. He played Darth Vader in the 70s. Darth Vader was just sci-fi. Sci-fi isn't as big as it is now. Think about that. Star Wars is what made sci-fi huge. He was an Afro-American. Well, but it they wasn't. They didn't even know that he did that. They probably were True. like Hollywood True. was going, oh, you did that? Cool. But you know how some of these actors talk about when they read these scripts and they do these projects and before the project is filmed, it seems like it's going to be a, a good movie or a good project and it doesn't turn out to be good at all. Sure. So maybe that's one of those cases that James Earl Jones got this script and thought it was going to be a pretty good movie. It was a biopic again for television. Yeah. And it was based on, of course, a biopic. A true account. Right. But the build up to this was more about their relationship than was talking about the event. Mm. Because it seemed like a lot of it was filler yeah. for the movie instead of getting right down to the point. Hey, we got abducted. This happened. This happened. This happened. This happened. Right. But anyway, going back to the real story, at first they didn't want to report it or to tell anybody that this had happened to them. They finally did report it to the Air Force. They took statements, of course, from them and they put them under hypnosis and they had to relive this traumatic experience under hypnosis. Right. So if you've seen, I don't, you've probably seen this before and you guys out there may have seen the same thing where the live footage of Barney under hypnosis and he's screaming, telling these events that had happened at, to him. First off, you got out of the car, went through that whole scenario. Then you let somebody put you under hypnosis and you relive this whole thing again. That would suck. Yeah. That traumatizing. Yeah, of course it's traumatizing. Yeah. I mean, you were abducted by aliens. Yeah. And of course, people out there don't believe that, you know, the story is real. 
of the abduction of of them too. But I think Barney died in like 1969 or something like that. And Betty didn't die until like 2011. She died pretty late. I I don't have her, her death date, but she stayed around for a while. And of course she was interviewed probably dozens, dozens, tons of times about the, you know, experience Mm -hmm. because again, they were the OGs of alien abductions. Right. And going back to, you know, another popular story about alien abduction is Travis Walton. And if you all seen that movie, Fire in the Sky, that was based on the account of Travis Walton being abducted. Who's Travis Walton? Oh, the guy, the... the Yeah, in that movie, Fire in the Sky, that Robert Patrick played Travis Walton. And you guys, if you're sci-fi people, you know uh, Robert Patrick played in the movie Terminator as the villain on the first Terminator movie. Do you remember the guy with the spikes on his hands? He turned his things to metal and he was going after John Connor and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jeez, you don't remember anything. I do remember things. I just don't remember that. That was a cool scene of the movie because that's when he could shape the metal that he had in his arms. Arnold couldn't do that because I think he was like a, a T something. They were called T's, but he was a higher T than what Arnold was. Yeah, what Arnold was. He was a scrub. Well, he was one of the first, I guess. He was an older model of the Terminator. But Travis Walton was a logger. They were in Arizona logging, you know, doing their thing, whatever loggers do, chopping down trees and stuff. Um, I think it was a crew of about six or seven of them. They went to leave that eve that afternoon or that evening and they noticed lights in the sky as they were driving off so travis wanted to get out of the car again another person wanted to be curious and got out of the car to see what this thing was and everybody that was in the car saw this happen to him as he got out of the car and walked over towards this craft this craft hit him with a blue light It hit him with a blue light, and he was stunned. They took off and just left him there because they knew he was dead. They reported him um, being missing to the police, and the police suspected that they killed him. And they just said they made this story up about him being abducted by aliens. So they told the story. These guys went out and had lie detector tests. Um, Some of them were hypnotized also, and they were all tests came back that they were telling the truth that this had happened. Wow. Five days later, Travis Walton shows up like at a bar or a store and calls his brother. Right. He thought it was only about two hours. That's it. He thought he was gone for about two hours. He had no clue uh, what happened to him, but he started to recount what had happened to him on the spacecraft and the way that they examined him and some of the tools that he saw on the spacecraft. I thought, you know, from hearing some of the other stories that you're out. Right. Once they snatch you, you're out. Yeah. But he's saying that he actually got up. And he escaped himself pretty much. So he got up and he was, you know, there's different things that he was like messing around with the ship or whatever the case may be. Again, I thought that when they abducted you, you were down for the count. One story that I can recall that I've seen that a police officer was missing time. And you hear more about that, the possible abductions that these people are missing time. Right. Not they 
you know, get abducted. They're on the ship and they see everything that's happening. Back to Travis Walton. Travis said that he saw what they were doing to him pretty much. He was awake for the whole thing. He was awake for the whole thing. So he can, you know, recall most of the things that was happening to him on that ship. Were they also grays? Yeah, I, I believe he did say they were grays. Mm. So those must be the doctors, the researchers, the but doctors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's so funny about this, I listen to podcasts and I watch sci-fi shows all the time. And it's not too far-fetched to think that something could be snatching and researching us. Because think about it. What do we do to animals that are in their native environment? We go snatch these animals out right. of the native environment. We snatch bugs, all kinds of creature, do research on them. And some of them, they tag them and send them back into the wild. Maybe that's what they did to him. And maybe that's what's going on with us. Yeah. You know, as vast as this universe. Maybe they are, um, maybe they're the primitive aliens. Uh, they weren't as high tech as the greys. And you know what I mean? They are a different form of aliens. If he didn't say they were greys, they might be some other type. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he did say they were the greys. You're sure? Not not 100% sure. We can always find it. I mean, and because the grays have been here forever, right? Yeah, everybody always says the grays, the football shaped looking eyes, yeah. big old, big old head. And right. that's what one thing that, um, that when you, I watched a, um, one of the interviews with him, it brings to mind that he said they look like fetuses. Because, you know, if you see a fetus on an ultrasound, yeah. you have this huge head. Yeah. And this little body. And that's it, true. That's what he said they look yeah. like. They look like fetuses. That makes sense. Um, but like I said, he had this made into a movie. It was a pretty popular movie back in the day. Right. Um, and I think he had, he. I don't know if he wrote the book, but there was a book called The Walton Experience. I saw something that just came out the past couple of years that he wanted to do a remake of the movie because he's recalling more of the events. Oh, so, but I don't know if they're going to put money or who's going to invest in remaking that movie. I'd probably put him under hypnosis or something and but, then try and, to do a, a lie detector. Well, he had him. that done. You mean what they now they should, he's, if he's remembering other things, what is, they should do, they should put him under hypnosis and then have a writer. So if you're going to redo a movie, yeah. You can write the script based on what he says under hypnosis. Oh, sure. So you have the real story. Yeah, you have the real story. Or, or his you, account of. Or, yeah, or his account in his mind of what had happened with him. But yeah. still to this day, the his co-workers, the guys that he worked with, still attest that that was real. They stand by what they saw. Yeah. I don't know. We weren't there. I think something something may have happened to him. This next story that I'm going to bring up is, well, it's, it's an old story, but it was been circulating for the past year since 2019. It was a case of Calvin Parker Jr. and Charles Hickson, and they lived in Pasagula. Is it Pasagula, Mississippi? Yeah, Pasagula. Or there's another one that says Pascagoula. Yes, yeah, as Pascag. Anyway. Yeah, Pascagoula. So this other story, Calvin Parker Jr. and Charles Hickson from Pascagoula. Pascagoula. Pascagoula, Mississippi. This story has been circulating for about a year because 
Calvin Parker was only about 19 years old when this happened. So he wanted to come out and retell this story. And he did this somewhere back in 2019. So he did a couple of um, news interviews about this account. Their account, it happened in 1973. The Travis Walton thing happened November 5th, 1975. And this event happened October 11th, 1973. So the story was Calvin and Charles were fishing on a bank in Pasagula or whatever the name of this place is in Mississippi. And when they noticed some lights flickering behind them, some blue lights again flickering behind them, uh, they turned to look to see and this craft landed. A door opened and three robot looking beings got out of this craft. They couldn't run or do anything because they said they both were paralyzed. They took both of them on the ship. They did their examination of what they do. Anal probe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what everybody says. I know the story didn't say they did an anal probe, but they examined them and then they let them back out on the bank where they were fishing. These guys were recalling this, that they seen these creatures or these, the aliens, the first ones they mentioned that they looked like robots, the three aliens that bought them on the ship. One of them recalls when they were on an examination table and this thing came out of the ceiling. He said it was about the size of a deck of cards. And I believe this is, well, actually I watched two interviews, so I can't remember exactly which one said this. Mm -hmm. But a thing about the size of a deck of cards just came down out of the ceiling and kind of circled his head, went to the left, went to the right, went to the center. And each time he, it stopped, it made a clicking sound. And after it clicked, it clicked the circumference of his head, yeah. it popped back up in the ceiling. Um, a few moments later, another alien came in, but this alien looked like, again, a gray. He described it as looking as if it were elephant skin, gray elephant skin, but it looked more feminine, like it was a female right. being. Right. They did the examination. They let them out on the bank. They didn't, just like Betty and Barney Hill, they didn't want to tell anybody about this, but they end up saying something to a friend you're not going to believe what happened to us. Right. So we were taken onto the ship and examined. And, you know, of course, his friend laughed at him and thought they were joking. So his, so their friend convinced them to tell the sheriff. Right. So they actually went to give a statement about the event that they had. And when they were down at the police station, they tried to set these two up. So they put them inside of the interrogation room. Right. Uh, the sheriff put a recorder in the desk and turned it on and left the two in the room by themselves. Mm. So they figured, you know, these guys, are going, if they leave them there long enough, they're going to start talking about this. This whole thing is a hoax mm. that, you know, uh, why do we do this while we're here? Why, you know, why did we come down here and, you know, tell this story or this lie? But what they heard was them recanting the experience that they had, not knowing that they were being recorded. Oh. So they were saying that they just want to leave. You know, I want to go to sleep. I want to have a drink. I got to get out of here. I want to see a doctor. I don't feel good. I mean, yeah. they said, I just feel like I'm going crazy. And they kind of went back and forth saying the similar things. Right. You know, I can't believe this happened to us. I can't believe this. So this was, you know, what they, they had on the recording. Right. Of course, when this came out, it circulated back in 75. So they did a bunch of interviews. One of the gentlemen was 
on actually on Johnny Carson telling the story of what had happened to them also. Right. But what, you know, makes the story a little bit more believable, there were accounts late that afternoon that there were strange lights in the sky in the same area. Right. Okay. And also there was um, Petty, there was a retired Navy chief Petty officer, uh, Mike Catalito, that actually saw that afternoon, he saw something strange on the horizon. So it makes that story a little bit more believable by having some other people experience someone else, someone else mm-hmm. you know, uh, witnessing something that afternoon in the same location, in the same area. Right. And that's just the same when I said I saw those that thing out on um, Father's Day. Yeah. When I saw that, you know, people in our area said they... They saw it too. They report there was been reports of strange crafts in the area also. Well, your daughter as well. I remember. Yeah, but she didn't really see it. Though. She saw something similar. Yeah, At, she she also would say that it was unidentifiable as well. Yeah, that's true. We don't know what it is, so we have to call it unidentified an unidentified flying object. I didn't see it, and we were all looking in the same direction. Yeah, because I feel like if it was, it I wasn't meant to see it. I know it was too small. I kid you not. I'll repeat this over and over again. It looked too normal. I get the question when I tell people about this, why didn't you take any pictures? I am a photographer. I have telephoto lenses. I could have gotten a camera real quick and took a picture if I thought it was abnormal or Mm -hmm. I saw something abnormal. It just looked like kites flying in the sky over the buildings until I saw them go higher and higher and higher. And I noticed that they weren't coming down. They weren't drones. They were really bright. But weren't they hovering? They were just sitting there. Okay. But then they started to raise up, up, up. Kites. No chances air balloons. Uh, Weather balloons, I'm sorry. No weather balloons. There wasn't a kite. If it were a kite, once you get up in the sky, the wind's going to take them different. They're going to flail around. That's true. So they're not going to stay in one place. Right. But these things stood there, and also they didn't come down. Yeah. You know, people say uh, it, it was probably a drone. No, it did not come down. It continued to get higher and higher. Until they just disappeared. Right. Back to the story about (laughs) Calvin Parker Jr. and Charles Hickson. Both of them over the years, they did do interviews telling the story. Did the officer, so the officer just witnessed it? Did he go on a press junket or what have you? Um, Of course, the officer was interviewed. They interviewed everybody that was involved in this because once it got you know, the government gets involved. They get the Air Force, you know, um, involved in this. And everybody does the same thing. They do the hypnosis. They do lie detector tests on these people. And they, you know, they went on an uh, interview tour along the country. But it was, this story wasn't as a popular story as Betty and Barney. Right. Or as as, as Travis Walton's story. Yeah. I've never heard this story myself until I started looking at or researching some things on alien abductions. And I came across the interview with these two gentlemen. At that time, Charles Hickson was like 42 in 70 in 1975. And Calvin Parker Jr. was only 19 years old. He decided to come out and retell this story, you know, after 
of this long period of time is because, and he wants people to believe that this really happened to them. Right. And several months after this happened to him, I think it was Charles Hickson went to visit Betty Hill. Okay. And asked her about their experience and if they were similar. Um, but long story short on that one, that the crafts and the aliens or the, the beings, the humanoid beings that they saw weren't the same. Because they saw grays. And they saw grays. Sure. But with um, Calvin and Charles, theirs were two smaller ones. And I believe one large one that got them off the ship that looked like robots. Okay. The craft themselves look different to them. Mm. Everybody's not the same. You sure. know, people in China have different looking things than we have in America and in Russia, Russia the same. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's different space stations. All cars don't look the same. It's true. So, and all human life doesn't look the same. And life on Earth doesn't look the same. Yeah. So they could have um, different types of beings. But again, with the account of that is they saw what happened to them or they can recall what happened to them. Back to a lot of people said they have missing time. You know, is it that just like when you go under surgery, when they give you anesthesia, some people said they wake up. Maybe they didn't give them enough of their their alien anesthesia to keep them asleep for a long period of time. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, there's... There's tons of accounts of people being abducted by aliens. And again, going back to... What if they're all just bad dreams? Well, we can say that about a lot of things. That's true. We can't discount every story as bad dreams. I agree. And that's what people always say. Oh, you were hallucinating. You were having bad dreams. But you can't discount everything. Right. Just like the Phoenix Lights, there were so many people that witnessed the Phoenix Lights. How can you say that was a dream? Right. When there were so many people that had similar accounts of what happened. Right. You know? Sure. Sometimes when people say say that aliens abduct them from their bedrooms, they come into their rooms and stuff, that could possibly be, you know, dreaming. Because why are they just coming to you every single night? They might have a purpose or a special gene or something. They might have something in them. And that they want it. And if they want it, yeah, they might be a carrier or something. Because aren't we all, like, we're from the earth, right? So we all have what kind of, like, magnesium and all that stuff in our bodies, right? So maybe somebody but all those elements they can get from other places, not yeah. But maybe you're carrying it differently in your body. Oh, okay. I'm just saying you don't listen. I'm not an just alien. Just like the culture stuff, they make you know a culture and grow it, and then they yeah they extract it, it out of your body. It could be, it they could be with a different. I don't know. I mean, we're still trying to figure out. Well, I mean, there is talks around. You know, the scientific world that we're hybrid aliens anyway. We could be. That we were put here by aliens to, I guess, carry on. We are in a Petri dish right now. We could be. I'm telling you, we are. We could be just like little microbes that we look at under the they, microscope. They dropped another virus in here to see how we were going to act and how, how we we're going to react. You know, that would be funny if 
you start to see an uptick of alien abductions or UFOs. Seriously. Right at this point when the coronavirus is in full swing. That's all I'm saying. They yeah. come in, you know, but they may come down here and save us because if we're hybrid them and they they made us to make their race. But if they're scientists, they... Or just, do you think they're just investigating or researching us? They, they observe and report. Yeah, observe and report. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, or, that- you know, like in the Petri dish, you see, you have several Petri dishes, right? And you see which one reacts to each one a certain True. way. True. So in while we may think that it's almost like the Star Trek episode that I'm thinking of, but you know how where they, um, what was it, the Spanish flu? Happened in what nineteen nineteen eighteen, yeah, and then all the while, and then now we have the well, COVID different. We had, but what my, I guess my point is is that we might, in our years, it was how many years ago? Seventy. What was it? What year? Or were you referring the Spanish to flu? The Spanish so, flu was nineteen eighteen. Okay, so we might think that it happened years ago, whereas. In alien years, it just happened yesterday, <laughs> or the well, day was like two days has passed. Let's try this or that. Because you remember in Star Trek where they went down to the other planet, and when they returned, it had been years later. Remember? Yeah. They and they built travel. a whole. They built no. It wasn't about time travel. It was in their world. Time moved differently differently and remember he came back to visit and they had grown old and they were ready because their ship broke down over top of this planet and they went down and anyway the time moved different in their planet in their what do you call it universe universe. yeah and so they had built laws and everything and that ship was the god, pretty much. And oh, yeah. do you remember? Yes, I sure do. Yeah. So I'm saying, you know, speaking of that, just here recently, over the past several months, there has been an account that there was a possibility of the universe beyond us that the time went backwards. That'd be kind of cool. Did you did you ever see that on the news when they were talking about that recently? No. There's something that they do these measurements measurements with. I'm not a quantum physicist or, you know, astrophysicist, so I don't know what they were using. But whatever this measurement was, it was coming from the bottom of the earth and coming up through the top. Meaning that whatever these particles that they was measuring, it usually goes back the opposite direction. Right. So they speculated if it's coming from the opposite side of the earth and coming to this part that time was going backwards in this universe next to ours oh wow but i haven't heard anything about the story in the past couple of months at all Uh, so i don't know they may have just totally debunked it and just set it aside it's not enough proof maybe not enough proof yeah that's what it is not enough evidence to believe that there is a alternate universe well not an alternate universe but a universe next to us that you know, time is going backwards. Right. By the way, if you hear any bangs or popping noise in the background, do not be alarmed. It is the 4th of July. So there's 
all kinds of things going on. However, I will say that they've been going off every day. There's a whole conspiracy theory behind why the fireworks are going off every day between 9 and 10. What's that? Oh, it's too deep to get into, but... I'm just putting it out there that we do not live in the hood. There's no gangbangers outside of our door. I think I may it's be just able for to, the holiday. I may be able to get rid of that. If of you don't, if it no. doesn't, like she said, if you do hear it, that's fine. This is what's going on. Now I'll say happy fourth. Happy fourth of July. You know, with the alien abductions, I don't know. I wouldn't want to tell anybody myself, just like everybody, you know, in these stories that we, just spoke about, I wouldn't want to tell anybody that I was abducted by an alien because they look at you crazy. They think that you're crazy. I would probably only tell my kids and my husband. Yeah, well. Maybe my siblings. I wouldn't say anything. But because we're a little bit touched, The more people you tell, so. the more likely the story will get out. Some you think, way, You think somehow. that my, my siblings would tell? The more people know anything... I guess it could get out. That's all I'm saying. It could it could get out, but I wouldn't want to tell anybody. Especially, why are they probing in your butt? What are they looking for in your butt? Why does everybody say? You know, Isn't that where most probe? of your nerves are? No, your nerves in your brain and your spine. Okay, but don't you carry like a lot of disease and stuff in your colon? You sell you well. Your cultures, you can, your cultures in your um, microbiome of your stomach. So wouldn't you go there first? But you can go down your throat. So I guess the quicker way is to go from the backside up. To your butt. Why not the easiest route? I hope they wash their hands afterwards. They don't have hands. So what are they sticking up there then? That's not what it's called. What do they call them? I don't know. (laughs) Man, but what would you do if they abducted you and you found out that they, that you were in a probe and they were coming to get you. That they probed me? No, just in general. If you oh, were that if I was abducted, aliens, I yeah. would tell you and hope that you believe me. And what if they kept coming back? Then I would say, um, record me or something. Record me missing or see what happens to my body. But so then you, you wouldn't know because they're smart enough to know that I've knock told me out too. and knock you out. They could have something not even, it would make the tapes look like nothing has happened at all. Just like a perfect example, the hat man. Yeah. Because you know every account of what the hat man, when the hat man comes, People always say they can't wake up their partner or someone else in the house. It's true. Is it that the hat man is really an alien? We talked about that before on the show with the hat man. So go back and listen to the hat man. I don't know that he, it would be an alien. How would you know? You can't see him. You can see him. You just can't see his figure and stuff. He could have snatched you up. And then brought you back. He could have. He could be doing one of those alien abductions on you then. Yeah, that's true. So you wouldn't know. I wouldn't have known. I may have been in a ship before and they've probed my butt. Yeah. Buttheimers. Yeah. Have you explored any abductions that happened right here in Virginia? 
No. So so I guess on one of the shows, what we should do is we should do some research on alien or not alien sighting, UFO sightings in our area in Virginia. We always talk about, you know, hauntings in northern Virginia or the area that we live in Virginia. I think we need to investigate some of the sightings and possible abductions of people that may have happened here in North Virginia. Oh, there's a couple of them that we should talk about that happened right here in Virginia. What was? Between 2016 and all the way up till last year. Well, why don't you tell them? I mean, there's a couple of them. So Richmond, Roanoke area. Okay, so I guess we'll save that for another show. Alien abductions in Northern Virginia or in Virginia? Well, yeah, because we're not going to get much in Northern Virginia. Northerners, the people that live in between D.C., Maryland, and Northern Virginia, Virginia. we tend to keep things to ourselves. We're more conservative. Whereas if you go Richmond and beyond, maybe not just Richmond, but maybe the woodsy area, I'll say, for lack of a better term. Or a lack of, yeah, no, a lack of better term. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. If you're still with us, if you do have any stories at all, we appreciate you. If you have any alien stories, any abductions yourselves, if you have any paranormal or psychic experiences, anything. Or if you just want to share. If you just want to share, you can always email me at jwcarterfilmworks at gmail.com and please join my Facebook group under the same name Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast with John Carter. Got anything else you want to add? No, see ya. Bye. Until next time.